The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, September 2nd. We are one week away from the 2021 NFL season starting. And very excited uh, to talk about Week 1 NFL Lines with our good pal, Kenny White. What's up, Kenny? Hey, Will. Yeah, I'm excited, too. Uh, football is here. You can you can smell it in the air. I think that's what I'm smelling. Or it's my smoker out back. I don't know. <laughs> that is the smell of uh, the football, though, the, the smell of a, a good smoker. Uh, but uh, other gambling week episodes, we've got our buddy Gup uh, talking about awards futures, Aaron Schatz talking Super Bowl futures. And coming up, we have a, sp- a re- special return of He Who Shall Not Be Named on a Saturday mailbag, a very, a very special episode that we've actually recorded. So go, you can go and check that out. Uh, this weekend while you're mowing your lawn football season as we mentioned practically here so why don't we raise the stakes of the pick six podcast pick and pull you can compete against us and other listeners for your share of bragging rights and prizes get started today by downloading the cbs sports app or by visiting cbssports.com slash pick six it's simple sign up make picks against the spread every week weekly winners get a sweet championship belt and the year-long winner gets a thousand bucks and a guest spot on the podcast huh. that's uh, cbssports.com slash pick six uh kenny before we dive into these week one lines uh what would you like to plug Oh, thanks, Will. Um, well, uh, you can always follow me all, every week on uh, CBS HQ, that's for sure. Oh, you don't have to plug CBS. I was thinking, yeah, like, in, plug, in, yeah, plug. In, in the <laughs> afternoons. But uh, at, at Kenny White Sports, I'm still, the magazines are out, Will. And uh, you know what? I'm going to do a discount for your faithful uh, listeners Ooh. and followers on the show. We'll, we'll do uh, pick six, uh, 25. Pick six. So pick six. P I C K S I X, right? Yeah, yeah, SIX, and then uh, 25, 25% off the uh, NFL magazine or the college magazine, which uh, was 4-0 last week, if you followed it. Uh, and, and for those that are crushed. watching on YouTube, I am holding the college magazine. All right, so, crushed it. Crushed it last week. Okay, so for the, for, the, when you, for the picks, for the weekly picks, are you just, are you just what is the – so like when, you're make, when you do your power ratings – for the NFL or for college, like so. In other words, I guess if somebody buys the magazine, how do they know what? Like, do you have to? You have to like look at the your rating versus the spread, right? And then determine well, which is a play. I have projected final scores in in both magazines. Oh. When when you look at the schedule, uh, you'll see the projected final scores I have and the percentage chance that team has to win that game. So in the college, the college one I actually put my line in total in there, so you can compare that. But the thing about all these numbers. 
They were made back in April. I'm making adjustments. They're still good today. But you know what? This week, every team's going to change a little bit. I'm going to adjust every change. So actually on my website at thepowerratings.com, you can sign up uh, and you get the NFL and college ratings adjustments every Sunday night. You get both uh, and the projected final scores for the upcoming week and the rest of the season. And it's uh, $19.99 a month. Oh, that's a great deal. All right, well, go sign up at thepowerratings.com. Um, and if you want the magazine, use promo code PICK625. I can attest, Kenny and I, Kenny, Kenny can get, Kenny will get on a heater. He's not scared to get on a heater. That's, that is for sure. <laughs> Never scared of that. <laughs> no, no nobody's way. ever scared of a, uh, Let's a heater. Let's get hot. Yeah. All right, let's dive in and, uh, and look at some. Oh, actually, no, before we dive into week one, I want to point out that uh, the Saints and Packers game has now officially been moved um, because, you know, obviously thoughts and prayers with everybody in New Orleans. It is a touchy time. They don't have any, like literally hundreds of thousands of people are without power. Hopefully they get it restored. But there was no, there was almost no chance that, th that they would be able to get, it would be difficult to get power to the Superdome for Sunday night. So they are going to play in Jacksonville. The Jaguars are opening up their home. And so uh, TIAFF or something like that, some bank stadium in Jacksonville uh, that the that the Saints and the Packers will play at. I haven't seen the the line, Kenny, but I'm in. And, and we had referenced before the show that you know you you like the Saints until you know, but not when it's at home. Now they it's actually they're plus four and a half at TIAA Bank Field in Jacksonville. So the line only moved a half a point when the Saints yeah. were not at home. That's kind of crazy, right? Isn't that? Yeah, I was just going to talk about that. That uh, the line was four, and now it's four and a half. Um, very surprised that it only moved a half. I thought the four and a half was too high or the four was too high in the first place, especially playing at home. Um, I have Jameis Winston starting quarterback, thought he was the better quarterback. Uh, the only problem with the Saints is, you know, no Michael Thomas, uh, on Amada's out and then, uh, Marshawn Lattimore. So they, they lose three big players. They're going to need, they're going to need some time to really, I think, come together as a team without Drew Brees. So this was going to be a strong play for me, but I've kind of backed off it. I will, I'm going to wait and see what the Saints put on the field and how they play together before I start betting on them. I think that's a, I think that's a good call. And it's possible they come out and they just look incredible with Jameis Winston. You never know. I mean, you never know, right? Like it's, uh, it's possible, but a wait and see approach is, is, is probably smart. By the way, shout out to uh, Ryan Satsky and all the guys at the, who I was, who I was emailing with all the guys at our, uh, at our CBS uh, sports research department. They do an insane amount. Like when I, when I first got at CBS, we didn't have a research department. I mean, not that I knew of, or, like at, at .com. And now these guys put together these like crazy thick previews with tons of information against the spread, trends, and, and all kinds of stuff. Great factoids. And really appreciate all the hard work that they do. They do it all behind the scenes. And we, we use them when we talk about these games and, 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 and you know, what, like who to bet on and all of that and, 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 and what kind of trends are going on. And, and they don't get enough attention. So just want to give a little shout out there. Um, the uh, so home field, what do you think about home field in the NFL in 2021? Yeah, let me give you a little survey. And I, I got to do a um, sports science uh, episode with John Brinkus back in 2008. Oh, really? When he, was on, when he was on Fox. Yeah, cool. They flew me to L.A., got me a limo, brought me to their warehouse. Uh, beautiful That's setup awesome. in a big warehouse. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, got, watched a couple episodes while I was waiting to go on. And um, I did a lot of research that week on home field in every sport. You know, I found out soccer was the highest home field advantage mm. and baseball was obviously the least advantage. And it all had to do with fans in the stands and how loud the fans were. 
And those fans gave the home team an advantage, whether it was communication together or the opponent not being able to communicate. But more than anything, it was those fans uh, giving influence to the referees to call more penalties against the visitor and be easier on the home team. And that's just human nature. So looking back at the last five years when there were fans in the stands in the NFL, the home teams won by 1.9 points per game. They won the game 57% of the time in 2020 with no fans home teams won 134 and lost 131 50.6%. The percentage dropped 6%. Wow. The point difference was 0.3 last year opposed to that 1.9. So I think 1.9 is the right home advantage average across the board. That's everybody. So not everybody's plus or two point advantage. Some teams like the chargers have a zero advantage (laughs) or a negative advantage. (laughs) Yeah. The jets, the jets are one Uh, Jacksonville, Miami don't have great advantages either, Uh, but some teams have great home advantages. The dome stadiums, uh, Denver, green Bay, Kansas city, Seattle, all very loud and are worth three and a half points to the home team. Okay. And so you think that I also think it's possible too, that, and this applies to different teams in different ways. For instance, you know, if you have a quarterback in his second year, he's going to be playing in front. I mean, and obviously they, these guys have played in front of fans before. It's not like they're going to be, Oh my God, what are these people doing in the stands? But you know, some of these guys have never played in front of an NFL crowd before, and they're going to be doing it for the first time. And I think that's something we need to be cognizant of where if you have a, you know, you know, like Justin Herbert is, there you go. I, well, I was waiting. I was waiting to get my turn. Oh, well, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Tell, tell me. I mean, like Justin Herbert's a guy I think we need to think about, especially because he's he's learning a new offense with a new coaching staff and he's going to be trying to communicate with his team, uh, you know, for the first time with just a crazy environment around him. And, and I think that is something to, th- to think about, uh, you know, across the course of a season, especially early in the year. Phenomenal year. I, I have him ranked the 12th best quarterback in the NFL just after one year. That's high praise. Wow. But, you know, everything that you bring to the table there, uh, Will, is spot on. Uh, he, had, he didn't play against with no fans in the stands on the road last year. So he was able to audible, able to communicate. He was able to read the defense better. The noise will create some uh, friction in his in his audibles. And, and, and it's going to be it's not going to be the same and it's not going to be as easy. And everybody has tape on him now. They know his tendencies much better this year than last year. It's all they always say the sophomore jinx. And that's what could happen to Justin Herbert this year. So that will keep a close eye on that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. Good stuff on the home field advantage. And I, I think we will see it manifest itself more aggressively in in 2021 just because fans are first of all, I mean, like the day that this is coming out, I'm going to the NC state game and in Carter Finley in Raleigh. And I'm telling you people, it is at seven o'clock at night and people are rabid because it's the first tailgate since 2019. I mean, people are pawing at the dirt to get out there. And I think it'll be the same for NFL fans. I am so glad that to hear that because watching UCLA Hawaii last week, I was just in shock. Uh, They reported 32,000 and, there was no way. It's a 90,000-seat stadium. I think there was 10,000 people <laughs> right. in that stadium. Yeah. It looked like it was a practice game or a high school game. I was really in shock. And you know what? I thought, well, they must have some type of mandate that you can only allow so many in the stadium. But that was not true. It was the UCLA fans decided they didn't weren't happy with the product. Yep. And then people are still worried about getting COVID. So they were worried about being in big crowds. 
So nobody went to the game. So that'd be interesting. I'm glad to hear everybody will be in Raleigh fired up for NC State the start of the season. Yeah, and by the way, uh, if you're an NC State fan and you're listening to this, you should definitely check out Kenny's power rated, college power rating book because he has the pack rated very high. Not just a coincidence that, that we happen to be talking about on the same day. Uh, at any rate, so week one for the NFL, uh, let's dive in. A week from today, the Cowboys will head to Tampa Bay. The Buccaneers are minus seven and a half. The over-under is 51 and a half. Tampa is the first defending champion to return all 22 starters since the 1977 Raiders. Tom Brady, 5-0 and against the Cowboys in his career. And the Super Bowl champ, uh, the all, last, I think, 16 of 19 or something like that they played. Uh, 13 and 3 straight up and 11, 4 and 1 against the spread in the opener. Certainly the trends and the uh, the player movement this offseason probably tend to favor uh, the Buccaneers, and that's why they're a touchdown favorite at home against Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, this one opened up 6.5 and, and now is up to 7.5. So um, I, I like Tampa a lot, even at 7.5. I, I made them uh, an 8-point favorite in my magazine back in April. But again, um, I think they're in far better shape. I mean, you think about everything that happened last year. Tom Brady comes into a new team. Yep. COVID breaks out. He has no time to really work with his receivers, no time to work in any continuity. Start the regular season with no preseason games, all unknown, really just you know introducing each other basically to each other. And then uh, they played the longest amount of time of anybody before a break. And then once they got that bye week, uh, this was a different football team. So again, now the off season was the big buy. This, they've been able to, to work together. We, and we find out that Brady was playing injured with a, with, I don't know if it was a torn MCL or strained MCL all year. Uh, amazing. So yeah, th- this is the, uh, I have them tied for second best rating in the NFL. I have Kansas city first at one Oh eight and a half green Bay and Tampa at one Oh seven and a half. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm with you here. I like the Buccaneers a lot in this one. I also think this is going to be a, an extremely popular uh, teaser leg and money line parlay where people uh, bet the Bucks and then, you know, pick up some favorites in college football over the course of the weekend and then, uh, you know, maybe wrap it up with, a, you know, a, a Sunday. I don't know if it be Sunday night with the Packers, but, the, you know, a, a Sunday game. Uh, and you can tease the Bucks down to one and a half and you feel pretty good about that. I also really like the over here, Kenny. I, I think... Tampa is Tampa can Tampa can name their price against Dallas with that new defense, ton of rookies, ton of young players. I'm I'm wholly out of Mike McCarthy after watching Hard Knocks, and I just don't know that Dan Quinn with a new scheme is going to be able to slow down Tom Brady. I don't think it'll happen. I think the the Buccaneers will want to send a message that last year's offensive production down the stretch was actually what this team is. Tom Brady led the NFL in air yards at nine point two, and they're just they're going to put up points in this one. The thing about Dallas that's nice for overs is, and we saw it last year, even if they suck on offense early in the game, they are going to throw, 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 throw to try and get back into it. And I think we could see something similar here. So I like the Bucs and the over. Yeah, and Dallas has no defense. Even bringing in a new defensive coordinator is not going to plug the gaps that they don't have talent on defense. Right. They should have brought in some defensive players first. Uh, but you're right. Kellen Moore is going to throw, throw, throw. And that's, that's what he likes to do. He's very aggressive. Uh, they fall behind They're They're going to just air it out. I agree. I made the total 54. We're looking at 51s. Um, and I, I can't agree with a higher number. I mean, my 54, if you said I was too low, I'd say, all right, I agree. I'm going to move it to 55 or 56. Yeah. And again, first week of the season, you know, you're talking about Bruce, Bruce Arians is not going to try and get a, 21 nothing lead and run out the clock against a Dallas team that can score very easily. I think they will keep I think they keep their foot on the gas. 
will we get what we got last year when the NFL decided not to call offensive holding the first four or five weeks of the season? That's a great question, too. Well, you know, it's interesting because they are putting this emphasis on taunting, right? And while I think it's stupid and, you know, and, and old, you know, old get off my lawn, old Manny, <laughs> when you do that, you are giving the official something else to watch for. And you're emphasizing, watch for this, watch for this. And maybe that takes away from them, you know, see like calling more holds. I, I would be, I think the NFL likes the idea of the product being points, 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 points early in the season. Yeah, I, I believe so. They they did a great job of it last year. I never thought even they would do that. Oh, because I remember because last year you were you were like, I think it's going to be big under season early on, and then under. they just didn't call holding. Under, under, under. I was under every game in the first week of the season <laughs> and got blown out of the water. I got off to a really bad start. Uh, so I'm not going to take any chances anymore because that would have been the case. If they would have called offensive holdings, uh, that's seven to ten points per game sometimes because yep. that, that's a score. Uh so, yeah, well, I'm going to wait and see, but I will play this game over because, you know what, there's only one way they can go. They're not going to call more holdings than they normally no. would. They're no. only going to call less if that's going to be the case because, hey, they have two uh, premier quarterbacks playing in this game. They want to make sure those guys are upright the entire game. Absolutely. If you have you have the greatest player in the history of football coming off at 44 years old, coming off a Super Bowl victory, and then you have a Dak Prescott coming off an injury playing for America's team. I mean, this is a Cowboys Bucks is a is like the NFL is expecting boffo ratings, and you don't get great ratings if it's a boring game with lots of penalties. I I think they will there's probably be an edict for them to let's ease up on the holding. Um a less sexy game, but no less bettable. The Jaguars at the Texans over under 45 here. Uh, Trevor Lawrence will be starting for the Jaguars as the number one pick. Number one picks that started in week one are 313 and one straight up. Uh, I believe since the merger, according to CBS Research, seven rookies have been favored in week one. Again, the Jaguars. They haven't won a road game since 2019, Kenny, and they are a three-point favorite on the road. The Texans have lost four straight week one road games. Excuse me, week one games, not road games. And the Jaguars haven't run, as I mentioned, a road game since 2019. Seven rookies have been favored in week one, and only three have come away victorious. Do you like the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer to storm into Houston and pick up an early season win? Well, they get they get a bonus by playing the maybe the worst team in the NFL with the Houston Texans without Deshaun Watson, uh, and that's you know I I really haven't gotten the final word on that. I'm thinking there's no way Watson's playing in this game. No, no, no. no. I don't think there's any chance he plays in this game. He is now the risk that you run betting on this is that Deshaun Watson, according to reports, is going to be on the active roster for the whole year, but inactive for game day, which. It's just another reason why they're going to be the worst team in football. You're playing with 52 guys. You know, like yeah, you are you are hamstringing yourself that way. And in fact, I, they, uh, oh, I was going to say, if you look at, um, I believe I saw this on Twitter, but on the Texans website, their depth chart list, uh, it has David Mills, I think is the first uh, quarterback. And then there's a blank for number two. And then there's a, it's like, Let's see. Oh no, Tyrod Taylor first. David. Oh, they they changed it. They had they had they had nobody in the number two spot uh, for a while there. So it's it's all it's a whole mess going on, Kenny. It is a mess, and there the drop off from from Deshaun Watson to Tyrod Taylor. I have six points. 
I already had Houston ranked tied for 27th in the NFL at 95 rating, five points below average. You take out the six points, they're an 89 rated team now, dead last, four and a half points worse than the Detroit Lions. Mm. That's how bad Houston is. So Jacksonville could possibly get the win in this game. I like it under uh, with a rookie quarterback coming in, lots of pressure. I have not heard great re- reviews. Um, there are you know, some excuses that Trevor Lawrence was feeling the pressure of Gardner Minshew and how mm. well Minshew was in practice, just in practice, he was feeling the pressure. Um, he was throwing a lot of picks, and they said, well, you know what, we got to take pressure off this kid. Let's get rid of Gardner Minshew and let this kid feel comfortable that it's his job. Uh, he's not going to be comfortable in his first NFL game. And Tyrod Taylor is going to have no supporting cast. Uh, this is going to be an under game. So big total at 44 and a half. I don't care if they don't call holding or not. This game's going under. I, I tend to agree with that. And one of the things that, you know, we sometimes try to, to try, try to read not too much into the preseason. The Jaguars didn't do anything on offense in the preseason. And given how Urban Meyer has botched the Gardner Minshew thing, because he, he took away first, First team snaps from his number one overall quarterback for a guy who's going to trade for a six round pick. You know, he had ETN lining up in, in the slot. Like, there's just, there's all of these things happening that lead me to believe the offensive struggles in the preseason are genuine offensive struggles, not some sort of, yeah, we don't care about the preseason, we'll be vanilla. Now, I'm sure they'll have different stuff to bust out, but I don't think that offense is going to be cohesive out of the gate. And we hear all the time college coaches going into the NFL, it doesn't work because they come in rah rah college attitude and you know what you think a guy this smart would not do that but that's all i'm hearing and reading in the jacksonville paper that he's coming in with a rah-rah college attitude and the and the players don't like it yeah i mean pete prisco has been talking about it there's just the, a lot of negative buzz surrounding urban meyer and you know his interaction with the players and and so i think that offense struggles to get going houston just isn't going to be a dynamic offense they're going to try and run the ball they showed that in the they have a decent offensive line and three running backs they showed that in the preseason that's what they're going to yeah. be and that means melting clock i like that under is a good look chargers at Washington, it'll be Fitz Magic against Justin Herbert. Fitzpatrick, 13 and 5 against a spread in his last 18 starts. The Chargers were a covering machine down the stretch, winning and covering their final four games of the season. And uh, after starting one and five, or excuse me, not starting, the, the final 10 games of their season, they went one and five and then finished four and oh. And they were 0 and six against the spread and then went four and oh down the stretch. The offense just came alive. New coaching staff, of course, so totally sort of a, a different setup. In the past two seasons, Chargers seven and 16 in one score games. That is virtually impossible to pull off. And you would think there'll be a bounce back of some kind. Does the bounce back start for the Chargers in Washington or no, Kenny? Well, we talked early in the show about Justin Herbert uh, against hostile environments, and you can better believe Washington is going to be hostile. That defense is great. Uh, they are the real deal. So I'm on Washington. I made them the uh, two-and-a-half-point favorite, the football team, mm. uh, and it's all about the defense. And it's about Ron Rivera that he has his – you know, he has his program, his systems in place now after one year there. Uh, where the Chargers, you're right, they're changing, they're changing philosophies – with, with the co- new quarterback, new, everything on both sides of the football, it's just it's a, a completely different feel. We have no idea if Brandon Staley is going to be a good head coach or if he's just an assistant coach. That's the one thing you got to worry about. Some guys are made for he- being a head coach. Some guys are just made for being an assistant. So we, we have no idea. So I think there's question marks. I really don't have them rated that high either. Uh, both teams I have rated a 101, um, one point above average. So 
home field advantage, uh, quarter, rookie quarterback, a second-year quarterback going on the road for the first time. He's a rookie seeing in professional crowds. So I, I think the numbers should be more like Washington two and a half or three. Yeah, and one thing to think about with Washington too. Now that field is still like that field is still a miserable fan experience, and it's a total dump, and it's way out in the middle of nowhere. But Dan Snyder is no longer the controlling owner of this team. His wife is in charge of the team. Ron Rivera basically came in, took took a ton of power, cleaned house. They've revamped everything. They got rid of the nickname. I think there. I think you will see. Washington football fans buying back into what's going on with this team. There, there's there's optimism around this team for the first time. Like like legitimate, you know, the, the core is in place and they can they can win some games and they got Fitzpatrick. So I think that crowd will be pretty rowdy for this game. You know, and whereas in years past maybe it was empty and you could come in and you wouldn't have to deal with the crowd. You know, pre-COVID, of course. They got two really good running backs with Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, but Jarrett Patterson, the rookie out of Buffalo. Yeah is going to be an absolute stud in the NFL. And I think he's going to take a lot of carries away from both these guys this year. I think they really like him. I like what I've seen out of him. Uh, by the way, Ryan Fitzpatrick, since week seven of 2019, with a minimum of 10 starts, uh, looking at quarterbacks who cover the most, Ryan Fitzpatrick second to only Lamar Jackson, 72% against the spread for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Old Fitzmagic loves to cover, and I think this is a good spot for him. I tend to agree that as good as Justin Herbert was, there is going to be a little bit of a step back, and that could happen in week one early on. All right, let's take a quick break, and we come back a few more of Kenny's favorite bets from week one. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The Dolphins are headed to New England. It seemed like uh, Bill Belichick might try and play coy with who he's going to start, but then he just cuts Cam Newton, and now it's the Mac Jones show. What um, The Pats are minus two and a half here, over under 44. I'm curious, though, Kenny, what did the the departure of Cam Newton and the, the you know locking in Mac Jones at the starter, how did that change uh, New England and your power ratings, if at all? I tell you. I, you know, Bill Belichick doesn't put up with anything. I, I think there was Cam Newton. Uh, he, he he was not in the COVID protocol doing the correct things he was supposed to be. Doing. Uh, uh, Matt, Pete Prisco, I said this on HQ on Tuesday night. And Pete Prisco's like, stop with the vaccination stuff. It had nothing to do with it. Yeah, right. Cam Newton missed five days of like, critical practice. Yeah. And Mac Jones took all the snaps. And I've been saying it over and over again. If Cam Newton is your quarterback, you have to game plan for him, specifically for him as an offensive from an offensive coaching perspective. If he gets ruled out on Friday because he's not he's not vaccinated, that you're probably gonna you might not lose, but you're costing yourself a competitive advantage. And that's what Bill Belichick lives for. No doubt about it. Uh so I had uh, Cam Newton a two points above average NFL quarterback, 
and I had rated Mac Jones minus one, one point below average to start the year. So um, in this case, I know you have to have a feel for ratings and how good teams are. And I've got a good feel that Cam Newton, is that's where he is. He's two points better than an average NFL quarterback. He's no better than that. I don't think he's no worse than that. So if, if Bill Belichick was willing to, to, you know, depart with him and bring and, and use Mac Jones as a starter, I got to believe Mac Jones is better than what I thought. Oh, so yeah. Up, I upgraded Mac Jones's rating to one point above average. I, I upgraded him two points. I dropped the team's power rating a point from 102.5 to, to 101.5. And I'll just have to work my way up on that. I don't want to jump on them right away because of uh, the quarterback change. But in week one, I already had a play on the on the uh, Patriots. So I'm staying with it. And it's not more a on the Patriots play. It's more against a Miami play. Yeah. And remember, another quarterback, we talked about Justin Herbert, Tua Tungavailoa is going to be starting this game. There's no, there's no Ryan Fitzpatrick break glass in case of emergency there to save him. You do have Jacoby Brissett, but I don't think they'll bring him in in week one. Um, this is... I, I, I actually don't know the numbers on Saban. I mean, it's Saban uh, on Belichick going up against his old protégés, but I think it's probably fairly good. Although he has some no, notable losses on there, uh, he's he's going up against Flores uh, this in this particular game, and we all know the 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 stat. I mean, the stats are out there about young quarterbacks going up against Bill Belichick, particularly in Foxborough. They struggle. Tua is still a young quarterback. I think he'll have a better season than people expect, but this is a really tough spot for a week one matchup. And again, Tua played at Alabama, has been in front of fans tons of times. He has never played in front of fans in the NFL experience, or not many fans in the NFL. Uh, I guess he had Buff- Buffalo fans in week 17 last year. And now he's going to get the freaking Boston, Boston loaded to the gills with, with, I mean, they're going to be lit up coming in there for the Patriots home opener and they're going to be fired up and, and it'll be loud. It's a, it's a tough environment. I agree with you. I like the Patriots here. Um, by the way, the Patriots 10, five and one to the under last week, last year, Dolphins nine and seven to the under 45 feels a little high for me. Cause I think the Patriots are going to be a run heavy team. And I don't think Miami will try and be too aggressive on offense against a good new England defense. Yeah, I agree. Last year's scores were, were very low, 22 to 12 and 21 to 11, the two games between these two teams. Now, the one thing the offense does change a little bit with Mac Jones. Now they're back to what more Bill Belichick prefers, the uh, same offense they ran with Tom Brady. I, I think they uh, want to be like 2001 New England, where they win yeah. with defense and running the football, and then Mac makes clutch third-down throws and in, in, in two-minute warning stuff. Yeah, you know he's not going to take chances. He's not going to put, he put Mac Jones in a position to fail. Right. So – I, I agree. I, my number was the Patriots minus seven with Cam. Now I have taken one point off the rating. I still make the game six. I have question marks about Tua and his arm strength, whether he's going to be a, a true NFL quarterback or not. Um, well, he's going to be a NFL quarterback, but is he really a starting quarterback in the NFL? Does he have the talent to be that guy? Does he have the talent to be a difference maker? And you know what? Another red flag pops up uh, with, with the uh, – I don't know why my video went off. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't do anything. If you're watching on uh, if you're watching on uh, YouTube.com at youtube.com slash pick six, uh, you you get to experience the the magic of a of a zoom. Uh, I don't think I can turn your I don't think I can control it though. I just tried to turn it back on, but it didn't go back on. But it's anyway, okay. this you know they're they're talking about the Dolphins being the front runner for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, that means they don't have faith in Tua either. Yeah, there's exactly. no way that they could have faith in Tua. If they were, if they're going to go out and look for a quarterback that who has legal issues, 
no less, to bring in. That that means they just don't have faith in Tua. You're letting it le- get leaked out that you are interested in Deshaun Watson, even if it's against, even if you're trying to deny it, and they haven't come out and outright denied it. If you, if you're doing that two weeks before Tua is making his, uh, you know, making his start in New England, you're not exactly pumping the guy up with a with a ton of faith in his ability to go in there and and, and win that game. Um, so I'm, I like the the Pats in the under there as well, and I think Miami could maybe we sort of sort of raise some eyebrows about Miami uh, as to how they will perform this coming season. The Ravens head to Las Vegas for, I guess this will be the first Raiders game full of fans. And uh, the, the Baltimore Ravens are substantial favorites. Four and a half in Las Vegas, over under 51. Last year, the Raiders were the best in the NFL at allowing the over to hit 12, 3, and 1 Last year, although yeah, twelve three and one last year in terms of the over. Uh, Baltimore has been outstanding in season openers in the last few years. They have outscored their last three season opening opponents one hundred forty four to nineteen. And Lamar Jackson, a prolific cover machine on the road, thirteen four and one against the spread in his career on the road. Do you think he can cover here in Las Vegas, or do the Raiders have a little surprise in store for John Harbaugh and company? I think they'll have a little surprise. Uh, the, I think the Raiders are a fairly decent team. Um, and with that home crowd playing at home on a Monday night, uh, they pulled the big win last year against New Orleans in their home opener without a crowd. Uh, the crowd's just going to help everything. 80,000 80, seats. It's going to be full. It's going to be crazy. Uh, that's going to be a bonus to the Raiders. And I like your overplay. Uh, and John Gruden's team last year was 10-4 and four over in the first half, 11-5 and five over in the second half. Wow. So it's not just the entire game. You can go over first half, second half, then for the game with the Raiders. Uh, we know Baltimore is going to put up points. They've put up a lot of points the last three years in their, their uh, opening game. That scares me a little bit. You know what? I don't think there's anything to that. Small sample size. The Raiders stay close, hang close in a high-scoring affair. The uh, the Raiders are actually four and one in the week in week one in the last five seasons. Their only loss was that game at the Rams in uh, in 2018 when the Rams came out and found out we found out that the Rams were going to be Star Wars offense. All year, three of those seasons, the Raiders won outright as an underdog. So there's some at least history of this team being ready in week one to pull off some to pull off some wins. I'm I'll take the over. I'm a little petrified of of the of betting against the Ravens mainly for the the reason that you outlined. But Kenny, I think it's worth noting that it, you know we can talk about the Ravens being explosive on offense and they'll be able to run the football. But they lost J.K. Dobbins, Marquise Brown is hurt, uh, Miles Boykin is banged up, Rondell Moore uh, isn't or. Uh, yeah, is it Rondell? Wait, which which Rondell is it? Which one of the oh, Rashad Bateman? Not Rondell, Rondell Moore's on the Cardinals. Excuse me, Rashad Bateman is banged up. That, like this wide receiver and pass catching group for for the Ravens is not exactly in, in the greatest of shakes. Yeah, that's uh, the the receiver core is is down a little bit. Mark Andrews, I think, is their best receiver as the tight end. Yeah, uh, this is going to be a running football team. We know that Gus Edwards is going to get the bulk of the carries. We know we're going to see Lamar Jackson toting it. He's going to have a a big year running. I think Lamar Jackson has learned so much the last couple of years and the experience he's garnered. I think he could go over 1,500 rushing yards this year, Will. It's going to be a big year for him. Yeah, that would be something else. Um, All right, let's 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 pick one more game and then we'll get out of here. Um, Just trying to think. Uh, Bears at Rams. That's the Sunday. Is that the Sunday night game? Or is it Packers and... Bears and Rams are Sunday night. Yes, oh, it is. So, oh, so Packers and Saints was just a regular Sunday game then. 
Correct. A one mm. uh, four twenty five Eastern kickoff. Okay, there you go. All right, Bears at Bears at Rams. Rams minus eight, minus seven and a half. Excuse me. Over under forty four and a half. Any thought on on what to do with this one? I think you know. I mentioned that the I mentioned the teaser in the money line parlay. Maybe this it. This is the Sunday night. Tease it with the te- tease the Rams with the uh, the Buccaneers. What what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. What could go, what could go wrong with that? Uh, I, I like it. You're getting a lot of value. Buccaneers to the Rams. Um, I only have the Rams a seven-point favorite, but it, I am a seven-point favorite. I think they win the game uh, almost uh, 73% of the time I have them. My total, 41 points. Ooh. I lean to the under. It opened 45. It's down to 44 and a half. We know how good the Bears' defense is. Uh, Andy Dalton is going to be under pressure. And I, I do believe Matt Nagy promised Andy Dalton he would be the starting quarterback if he signed. And then he thought about, you know what, Justin Fields is so good, he probably should be. But we played the Rams in week one on the road. Why would we throw the rookie into that? Let's throw Andy Dalton into that mess and let him let him play poorly and then let Justin Fields play from here on out. Yeah, I, I think, or at least... Andy Dalton was promised that he would get to start in, against the Bengals in week two. Like that's Andy, we guarantee you we're going to get you week one and week two. You can have Aaron Donald, then you can have your Bengals revenge game. But after that, it, it could be Justin Fields. Uh, the under, by the way, three and O oh in games when Matt Nagy and Sean McVay have gotten together. I feel, you can picture every Bears Rams game in your head, and it's just incredibly sloppy. The one thing that would concern me about the under, I guess, would be. That if Sean McVay wants to, sh- and I think he will want to show off Ma- his new toy, Matthew Stafford, and have Stafford uh, maybe take some shots down the field to Deshaun Jackson or something like that. But the under was twelve and four uh, with the Rams last season. That that is absolutely notable. And also, the Rams are four and zero straight up and against spread in week week one games under Sean McVay. The dude just gets his team prepared. And they come in and play, and they like to win football games. Thirty four points uh, in 2020 between these two teams, 24 points in 2019, and 21 points in 2018. This is just, uh, Matthew Stafford has a familiarity with the Bears, 11-9 uh, straight up all time, and uh, has the sixth most quarterback win since against the Bears since 1950, trailing only far of Rodgers, Starr, Tarkenton, and Unitas. I guess and last year with all of the overs in week one, he still found a way to keep the game under with a 2017 victory over Dallas yeah. uh, under, under a total of 52 it was, and they only come 37 points. So yeah, I love the angle with the uh, McVay against Nagy uh, to the under with two really solid defenses. Yeah, I agree with that too. All right. I think we've identified some, uh, some pretty solid uh, picks for, uh, for week one. Remember you can like you, and, and I mean, do you think, with the, how are you going to play it this year, Kenny, with the COVID stuff? Are you going to – I know you said you already had the Patriots play in, but for – are you going to try and get in early in the week? Are you going to wait? Uh, like, are you going to try and beat line movement? Obviously, you want, CL, you know, you want, you want closing value, but does all the COVID stuff concern you at all in terms of making bets early in the week? It does concern me, but I, I have to, you know, stay with the process. And, you know, I, I, I'm always a guy that says bad breaks are 50, 50, right. you're going to get, you're going to, so the COVID thing with bad breaks, I, I feel like is going to be 50, 50. It'll happen. Sometimes it's sometimes I'm going to be on the right side of it. Sometimes I'm going to be on the wrong side of it. When it doesn't happen, I'm going to get the best of the number. So yeah, I'll, I'll be wagering early because I believe that's the only way to bet. If you bet the line on the day of the game, that's the best line. That's the most difficult line to beat. Yep. I'd rather bet into virgin lines early in the week. All right. Perfect stuff. Uh, follow him on Twitter at KYDVegas. 
And uh, go to the, is it thepowerrankings.com or the power rank? The power rating. Power rating. All the, about ratings. Anybody can rank things, that's Will, right. but nobody can rate them like me. <laughs> thepowerratings.com. That's true. Thepowerratings.com. Make sure and check out Kenny's uh, college football and NFL power ratings books. Use promo code PICK625 to get 25% off either or both mags. Kenny, always a pleasure, buddy, and we will talk to you soon. Will, thanks for having me. Yeah, looking forward to it. Excited about the season getting underway. All right, man. Take care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.